Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's get this party started. This is Ghetto. Broadcasting live from the studios of AM570. It's on a website. This is FNA. Man, get out my way and watch out as I come. <laughs> I am a god. Now what? Why don't you get out of that jumpsuit and let me smack that fat ass? That's a scary crew. As far as the product goes. Uh, the voice of a new generation, man. You guys are the young guys. Are really at the top of their games. The two of them had something in common. We bring you Radio Ecstasy. Oh, it's beautiful. Broadcasting live from the studios of AM570. FNA. FNA. Let it happen. This is the FNA Podcast. It's the FNA Podcast on a Monday. On a We Got. We Got It. I know we got it. We got time. I am not here to get my ass beat on Monday. Okay, we got time today, Tuesdays. Not here to get our ass beat on Monday. It's it gets very confusing. I know the the days and times we do the show. We don't normally do Mondays. It's been a while. It's been a long time. We've been on a Tuesday kick, but it's good to have you guys with us. I'm Adam Oslin. He's Kevin Figures. He's a K Fig One. I'm at follow Adam A at FNA Show at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Got the Talk Yes hotline as well. 949-478-1197. I believe we have some voicemails to get to. Okay, good. On the back end as well, we'll get to a video game fact. Heard you got robbed. (laughs) <laughs> we'll tell you what that means, but before any of that, we have one of our favorites. He is uh, the third member of the FNA podcast in some ways. It's our friend Bob Schmidt. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the NBA Roundtable on the FNA podcast with Bob Schmidt. What about Bob? The voice of AM570, the voice of Fox Sports Radio. I thought he did Jack FM for a while. I was wrong about that one. But, Bob, good to have you back in for a little NBA roundtable. Good to be back, Adam, Kevin. It's a pleasure. <laughs> so, <laughs> not a lot of time. we got to dig in quickly. Should we start with the early game yesterday and then get to the, uh, the meat and potatoes? Sounds good. So, I got one question for you. After that game and that series... Does anything change with your opinion on Giannis? And I'm assuming maybe you already had him as the best player in the world coming off of what happened last year in the finals. Yeah, Is he still I, the best player in the world? To me, yeah. I mean, you can't – it's only a year ago. Like, it, it, one of the most frustrating things for me is, like, you know, I was listening to – I've been listening to a lot of radio the last couple of weeks and hearing people talk about you. how terrible the Lakers are and their situation. And this is a team who's been terrible for nine years. It's like, guys – it's two years ago. They won a title. It's not even. It was yeah. two it's two years in October. It's a year and a half ago. And it's a sort of the same mentality of people who are like, Okay, well, they lost to Tatum playing out of his goddamn mind and a very good Celtics team. It doesn't diminish what I think of Giannis at all. And and especially when you consider the fact that he's doing it without Middleton. Yep. They still they took it to seven games, you know? Yeah, they're not going back to the finals, <laughs> but the team they were facing 
is a very good team. There's yeah, no shame in losing to that squad. Forget I don't I don't is there a narrative out there that Giannis is somehow overrated or not good anymore no, that's been going around just the last some have dropped him down a peg. Okay, maybe he's not the best player in the world it's so right stupid. now. I hate when people do that. A guy has a good postseason run and all of a sudden he's the best player in the NBA. That's the dumbest thing I've ever I heard this about Dwayne Wade back in what was it, two thousand five or six when the Heat uh, beat the Mavericks in the finals, and all of a sudden he's the best player in the league. Uh, average 37. See, but 18 had, free throws per game in the last He had a four. great NBA Finals series, and he was a great player. And he is a, he was, was one of the best of all time. But just because you had a great run doesn't necessarily make you the best player in the league. You have to well, sustain it. And now you see, like, we're we're going to see that with, with what's happening with Luka, too, where it's sure. like yeah. it, it's just such a short memory of the last guy who was tremendous. Right, that's like, what it is. Immediately it's like, well – this other guy was better this postseason or is having more success this postseason, so he's left you. And it's like, I don't... So I don't you think someone calling him Gyro Greg Ostertag is a little bit too far? Someone actually did yeah. that? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, get his ass out of here. And Someone's I, trying for clickbait on that. Yeah. I agree with you about Middleton. I think people are realizing the importance of just... He was great last year, especially late. in big moments. I mean, he had a 40-point game and in late the in NBA the game Finals too. as well. Because he can create for himself. He's a three-level scorer. He doesn't get to the basket as much. But that mid-range, the outside shooting, he was big. And Boston's defense is incredible. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, the the guy who's filling a lot of the minutes, like with Grayson Allen out there, he gave basically nothing to get all that you got out of the role players in the second half from the Celtics. Grant Williams was unbelievable. Allen was a fucking disaster. After they put him in, and this is more on Bud to me than – Giannis, who did struggle in the second half. He went four for 16, but he looked gassed, and he was trying to do it all. Drew Holiday was really bad in the first half. Look what he did in game six, Giannis did. I mean, my God. But Bud put in Grayson Allen. He started over Bobby Portis for, I think, the majority of the series. And after he got in there as the starter, he missed 13 of his first 15 threes. I think it was even worse than that. That was just throughout – or through the first half of yesterday's game. Grayson Allen, he airballed a shot badly. Yeah. He, he was a wreck. Yeah, no, he was terrible. And I will say, I didn't have a problem with them moving Portis to the bench in the sense that I think the guy, that guy specifically consistently looks confident and brings energy. Even when they found themselves down, I'm like, well, the one mm-hmm. guy who doesn't seem to be wilting yeah. in terms of trying to make an impact is Portis. Not to say that the shots would always go down, but I have no problem with playing him off of the bench. It was just frustrating, uh, you know, because so much of the first half, it was such a good game, and then they came out in the second half, and everybody stepped back. Like, Lopez's impact became less. Giannis's impact became less, and even Holiday. I thought Holiday was solid, Mm -hmm. but it's just, you know, you couldn't have all the role guys for the Celtics surging and still keep it close. And maybe part of it is... It's less about what the Bucks didn't do and more about what Boston did do, hitting 22 three-pointers. That was the most, I think, in a Game 7 ever. Lord knows it wasn't the Houston Rockets when they missed 27 straight a few years back. Like, yeah. They were so hot from the outside. And Milwaukee made, what, four? Yeah, and they you were so, you insanely cold. You can't lose 22-4 to four in three-pointers and expect to be competitive. Make or miss league to right. some degree. Uh, so, yeah, now, although I will say Grant Williams was left open fairly often. It's like yeah. he was making a bunch of contested shots yeah. or anything. Well, but you got to make your choice that. to some degree. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and yeah. I will say, like, credit to Williams because at least in the early part of the game, things weren't necessarily going his way as much. Yeah, he missed, like, what, five of his first seven threes or something like that? And then, yeah. yeah, and he was getting – he got the offensive foul that didn't yeah. go his way where they caught – and then it just started to turn towards the end of that first half. And in the second half, 
It was ridiculous. The doors off of yeah. it. With yeah. them hitting threes like that, with Giannis going four of sixteen in the second half, and throughout the entire series, I guess the Celtics ended up hitting fifty-three more three-pointers than the Milwaukee Bucks. He's on fire. But uh, I mean, we can stop with that game right here because we got better things to do. But this will at least tell you that it will be the fifth straight season that there is a different NBA champion. The first time there's been a streak that long since 1975 through 1979. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of interesting. Makes sense to me. Yeah. But just look at the teams who have won the last 20, 30 years. It's been the Bulls, the Lakers, the Spurs. Yeah. You're sprinkling the Miami Heat for a couple of runs in there. But, I mean, for the most part, it's been about the same four teams that have won the majority of the last 22 championships. And Phoenix has not won. No. And will not win this season either. No. Door might be closed, at least for CP3. Yeah, window. This is the question, right? <laughs> at least for him individually. Well, it seems like hot shot. Ayton might be, uh, you know. Well, there's that, too, with this whole contract situation. Yeah. Bad it, time for a tantrum. Yeah. And post-game, Monty Williams was stern about it and said it was something internal with him only playing 17 minutes. Isn't everything internal? Like, what does that answer the, mean? I think you know? he probably meant to say, oh, oh, we fan decided we weren't going to play him. <laughs> Stop asking. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically. Gonna we're going to handle it internally. I'm not talking about it publicly is, is what I, I'm guessing what he meant yeah. to say. Okay. But it's definitely puzzling. I'm going to give you the uh, death stare and tell you that it's right. not going to happen. That you're not going to get this out of me today, tonight. And DeAndre Ayton didn't speak postgame either. CP3 right. did. Yeah. Devin Booker did. Nothing that insightful, but you did hear because we were wondering, was Chris Paul hurt? Because there was a calf injury or something that crept up after the game. I heard that he well, when Crowder whipped a guy to the ground on that screen, it looked like he came up holding his hand because he knocked Paul over Mm -hmm. at the end of Game Six there, where he just discarded the guy. And and I was, you know, I remember watching that and thinking, I wonder if this is going to linger. But that was late in Game Six Mm -hmm. already. Yeah, and he pretty much fell off a cliff after the first couple games. Yeah, after games two, after game one and two, when he was great, basically it was game three where his numbers just took a ginormous dive, like nine points. I think he was averaging four turnovers a game. I have it. His last five games, after turning 37. Right, right after turning 37, by the way. It's like he just hit the wall all of a sudden. It's like his expiration date was there. After turning 37 the last five games, he had 27 assists to 22 turnovers had 20 fouls, and made just 17 buckets. That will make me want to go back to game two and see if something happened or he got tweaked somehow yeah. because you don't just have a precipitous drop like that. But it's why one don't thing you start, start rolling out the excuses then? Because he was fairly – like, I didn't see much of anything in the actual presser. Now, I did yeah. see – I was telling Adam, I saw quotes – but I don't remember hearing in the presser about being like, well, hopefully I'll come back healthy next year. He but did least, say that, yes. At least in the context of the presser, I don't feel, I don't feel like he was deflecting due to injuries. No. It he seemed like not. they just kind of owned it. And he even he even made comments to kind of take the blame away from Monty, who was pretty much trying to take all the blame. Yeah, he said put it on me, which yeah. is great. When I, and I think that's what a leader is supposed to do. But I, I just know that I read in, the po- in some postgame notes that I guess he had been na- nursing a calf injury, which, again, none of us had heard of at all leading up to this point. If anything – I thought he was poised for a huge postseason because usually he does get hurt around this time, but he missed the last, what, 20-some-odd games of the regular season with a hand injury? I was like, this is probably the freshest he's ever been going into the playoffs in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, and yet these two series, they had to grind both of them out. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they, this one didn't go their way. Yeah, but. and, the, and, the, and the, the weird part about the back end of this one, as we just mentioned, was be, he just fell off of a cliff. I have to attribute it to something. Something must have happened in game two from an injury standpoint. Nobody goes, for me, that spectacular to that bad that quickly. Especially because he dominated at times, especially late in games, the Pelican series. Right. Where he absolutely took over 
with Devin Booker being out here and there. He was the guy. And I think they always – my biggest gripe with CP3 throughout his entire career is that he was too unselfish, that he should have looked to score more. When you look at how efficient of a player he's been, I don't believe he's ever averaged more than 23 points per game. Uh, it's probably even less than that. And he's too good of a player with the mid-range god, the outside shooting. He's typically giving the ball up to lesser players, to more or less efficient players. And it makes no sense. And I I understand they call him the point guard, G-A-W-D, and he's an unbelievable passer, and he's a top three point guard of all time to me. It's him, Magic, Steph Curry. Mark but Pro Oh, sorry. Mark Price. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. <laughs> but I got him above Stockton and these guys. Stockton also was frustrating with that, but it was kind of a different era. Like, he was too good of a three-point shooter to not – I think he scored like 30 points in the playoffs one time or something. Yeah, didn't score enough. Never looked to. Chris Paul should have, and I think that's to the detriment of his team. He was too unselfish. <laughs> he was too unselfish, and it hurt his own team. And – and uh what he did in the first round gave me hope that, okay, he knows. He has to take over. But this is now the fifth time that he's been up 2-0 in a series, and his team ended up losing. Now, there's context to this. The first one happened in 08 against the Spurs in the second round. Spurs were great, obviously. They ended up winning in seven games. The second one happened against the Memphis Grizzlies with the Clippers in 2013. Well, they lost Blake Griffin he had that ankle injury he was trying to play through. In 2016, they were up 2-0 against Portland with the Clippers. I don't think he and Blake Griffin played the rest of those four games. They both got hurt in that series. So that I, I scratched that one off. That means nothing to me. Oh, the Clippers one meant nothing? The 20, yeah, okay. the, none right, of the that Clippers was number stuff three, right? meant nothing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was the none of it, it was meaningless, and we've moved on. <laughs> but the 2021 finals last year, they yeah. were up 2 nothing in Milwaukee, and he also he had that bad turnover at the end of Game 3 or Game 4. I forget which one. He's had I, – I saw someone say he's the worst good playoff player in NBA history <laughs> because his overall huh. numbers are great. And, and he, he has, has had games. great moments. He has great, yeah, yeah. it's crazy to think like I oh. can remember. So even this short run, even this short run, there's at least at least two or three games where I think like, oh, he won a stretch where he made eight in a row or yeah. or ten points in the fourth quarter, and yet it's always peppered with these these games where you're like, oh, what happened? And he and Booker were so god awful in the first half. I'll give Kobe credit. Over ten between yeah. the two of them. It was the first time in 153 games together where they both didn't hit a bucket in, in a half but they were I'll, 0 for 9 was that collectively and that 9 is what sticks out to me it's like you guys didn't even want to shoot you pulled a James Harden I'll give Kobe credit for this even though he went 6 for 24 in that game 7 and I brought that up a lot over the years and God rest his soul but he did not shy away he kept shooting he never like, stymied his aggressiveness the two of them joked I don't know if it was after game 2 I think Devin Booker had this crazy night or whatever it was. Or actually, it was Chris Paul. It was that night he went like 12 or 13 from the field or whatever it was. And Devin Booker was like, man, you should have shot more. If you were 12 or 13, you should have taken like five or eight more shots. Yeah. And it was like, how about you take some of your own advice there, brother? You're the best player or one of the best players between the two of you on the team. Well, and the team is said, struggling. 
he said last night afterwards, he's like, I'm not just going to take shots when there's eight guys on me. And it's like, I, you know, I'm going to make the right play. So he's saying the refs were on him, too? Is that what that means? Basically, I don't know. Yeah, I Scott know. Foster didn't like, rep that game. He, he Scott it. Foster did not rep. I know he was sick for the, the previous game, game six for Boston and the Milwaukee. And the joke was, was he saving himself for game seven with Chris Paul? <laughs> he was resting. <laughs> you, can't, you can't blame that. I certainly cannot recall Devin Booker being triple teamed nine, nine straight times down no. the floor and not being no. able to shoot. I'm sorry. Bo- Booker, uh, like, he's a guy that I kind of expect. Dud, good game, dud, good game from based on the Just last on, two years. Yeah. Uh, he and, he and has like, been very up and down at yeah. times. I, I do think that like this but he's been clearly up. cements a difference though between like a guy a guy who can carry a team and Booker who can carry the scoring. Well, if they don't get any defense though, like even with as horrible as they were shooting last night. I don't know that they would have won that game even if they shot well, normal Well, I mean, the fact that Luka was as unconscious making the shots he was making, and Spencer Dinwiddie came out of nowhere, that's what's made Dallas so good in this postseason run. You don't know where the other guy's gonna, who the other guy's going to be. Dinwiddie and that's what makes him so dangerous. yesterday, obviously. Yes. We're, we're amazing. But Brunson, there's just something about watching him that, like, coming out of this playoff run, I feel the same way, like, watching Grant Williams in that game seven where I'm like, man, when you get – something like this out of a guy that you don't expect much from over the course of a series, just solid defense and respectable shooting. And Brunson had those spurts where they put Luca down for rest and he would, he would look, he he wouldn't look overmatched. Paul would be guarding him and he'd go right at him. And he was aggressive to a point where it was like, okay, he looks the legitimate part of a secondary option here. Mm -hmm. Well, and he's in an offense obviously where they don't expect that much because Luca, when he's in the game, He's going to have the ball 90% of the time. But I was really impressed with just Brunson's mentality and, and how strong he is for such a little I leave guard. Him early on when Luka wasn't playing in the playoffs, he, he dropping 40 points or 38-point nights or whatever it was, he is not scared. No. To, you know? to your point, though, of them not being able to stop Dallas, it was, it was a team that looked flat, that looked shook. I mean, Luka – met them with 27 points at the half. The Suns had 27 points at the half. That's wild. Luka had that. I don't think they hit a shot in the paint. I was tracking this, and they were talking about it early on in the broadcast, so I started to pay attention to it. I don't think they hit a shot in the paint till the 418-420 mark of the second quarter when DeAndre Ayton had a dunk. They were missing everything. They looked completely out of sorts and not ready for the moment. It, it was one of the biggest collapses in a must-win game, really, in the history of sports. I know it was the definitely score one of the more lopsided game sevens in the history of the sport, for sure. At one time, they had well, a 48-point lead, I think, is as high as it got. To be was, I think that was the biggest home. deficit that any team has had in a game seven. I thought I read that. I, I read something where Lucas said he didn't remember anything like that, and then the follow-up quote from the writer was, well, of course he didn't, because the last time that happened was 1948 with uh. the something <laughs> Monarchs. And I was like, okay, so clearly this is fairly – unprecedented in, in modern NBA history, that type of blowout by a road team. It was Seahawks-Broncos. It was the it's only a, <laughs> the only other game in the NBA I could think of. The Bulls beat the Jazz by 40 or something like that. The Jazz only put up 50-something like points, points in right. 98 in a finals game. It was like, them. I think at the time, it might it probably still is, like the lowest scoring the lowest scoring output by a team in an NBA final game in the shot clock era. And yet, though, you know, the Bulls were – Heavy favorites. Right, like this was were. a team that was playing the team with the best record in the league. Yeah, the and, and, and it uh, wasn't uh, a game seven. And uh, yeah, and of all the scenarios, like people thought that the Suns were going to blow Dallas out. If anything, they said, "All right, Eastern Conference." Yeah, Stephen A. Smith's comments were, 
Is that what he said? Extreme, like he was, they got no chance, blah, blah, blah. He had to walk it back hard. Wow. Jason after, Smith after said Devin Booker was going to have 40 and it wasn't even going to be close. He was getting old takes exposed. A lot of people were. But the only other game I can remember that lopsided in the playoffs, and it wasn't a game seven. I think it was game three or four in this series. But it was back in 2009. The Denver Nuggets scored 121 points. The New Orleans Hornets had 63. They lose by 58. Who was on that Hornets team? CP3. Oof. <laughs> I don't even remember that one. I don't either. I only yeah. remember it because it was so crazy. No. I don't. Re- I don't know who won the series. The Hornets still may have won it. I think Den- no Denver did because they went on to play the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals in 2009. They lost by 58, and CP3 was on that team. And sometimes, I thought this happened with the Dodgers a lot, where you look to your leader. And if he's if the pressure is getting to him like it did, it felt like with Kershaw at times, it kind of permeates throughout the locker room of the clubhouse. And I, I just wonder when CP3 is playing like that, when Devin Booker's playing like that, for all the other guys to lose to lose their roles when they started in their roles, and that team was great because of how they shared the ball and they made guys better around them. And those guys yeah, looked Cam, to be totally Crowder, rocked. Bridges, they I thought Bridges Looked more aggressive in the beginning than most of the other guys, but mm-hmm. that fell off towards the end of the first half. And by the third quarter, I'm like, man, all three of these guys, who are usually the guys who can help you pile on when things are going good, yeah, that's what it they is. They were all gone. Yeah, I think they fell tight, knowing that it was, a, it was a home game in Game Seven, and Luca came out as hot as he did. And they just you miss a couple of bunnies, a couple of things, and then you start pressing a little bit. Now to your point, though. Once you figure out that the other guys ain't got it, at what point in time, if you're Devin Booker or Chris Paul, and say, you know what, I got this. This is on me. And Booker still only t- took. He took what, 13 shots in the entire game? Yeah. Something 13 like that? or 14 shots. You can't do that. But I think it was 0 5 at the half. Like, yeah. it was already over. Yeah. Well, you yeah, you're down. 27 points at the half. Right. The, the fact that they didn't make any semblance of a run, it got worse <laughs> in the third quarter. They yeah. never made any sort of semblance of a run as the home team in a game seven. That's the most report, remarkable part to me. Well, it, it and it and it goes to kind of show like when the whole Porzingis trade happened, seeing the way that obviously Dinwiddie was amazing last night, but the way that they were able to sit Luca down and still get that kind of output That's from guys thing. to fill those minutes, it was that was night and day different to me. Like you didn't you didn't fear that the comeback was going to happen. Then you were like, my God, Dinwiddie is on fire and at the end of that first half. That was ridiculous. Yeah, and they demoralized them. Not just with the scoring, but the type of scoring. When Cam Johnson is going streaking across the court on a slip and slide after Luca crossed him over yeah. to end the first half and then stared them all down. With the amount of animosity there was early on in the series between him and Devin Booker, and Luca is just killing them. And, and they smiling can do nothing at about them it. while he's doing it, by Booker, the way, like a savage. In the post game, Booker was like, no, there was no talk. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, oh, now really? there was Remember no talk. Remember, rewind back to game yeah. one, two, well, three. You were talking, yeah. talking the entire the time. Stealing the ball and... away from Luca and him yeah. calling you a P and all that. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, yeah. that when, that part makes me happy. That's the whole like uh, it's the same reason I hate Crowder and Booker's climbing up the ranks with that all that shit talking. Got their but, when yeah. Luca is like dribbling, you know, takes two dribbles inside the line, backs up and just steps back and shoots a three like that stuff. I would do in NBA 2K. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that in game yeah. seven of a playoff game and splash it in a guy's face. But well, like spin, turn around three pointers like, yeah. like, re, you know, reverse pivot, that type of stuff. I'm like, good God. Yeah, It's like video game stuff. That? It was ridiculous. Yeah. You can't. And he started three of three. And he ended up – I think he had 46 in the Game 7 against the Clippers last year. 
but it didn't matter, and he kind of slowed down as games went along. He ended up shooting like 34% in fourth quarters that series against the Clippers. And people were talking about then, wow, they went seven against the Mavs. They went six against them last year. It's like, hey, mother effers, do you see what happens when the Clippers don't have a chance to stop Luka early on in the first round? Now he's in the Western Conference Finals. That's how special this guy is. He's unbelievable. He's unreal. He's unreal. And it's hard for me. I know that eventually I'll turn on him like everybody else because (laughs) there will come a point where he's facing a team that I like and all the, you know, all the talking and all that will wear me down. But watching a guy who kind of does not look that built just bully people on the block again and again and seeing how aggressive he is, it's hard not to be like, man, I'm rooting for this guy. He's LeBron with more range and way less athleticism. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Someone compared him to, they said, Larry Bird with better handles. I'm like, you know what, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Because he's he's a below-the-rim player for the most part, gets to his spots whenever he wants to. He's not very flashy at all. But is extremely effective at it. Yeah. You know, it's he's kind of like he's like Steve Nash at at times yeah. with, with the passing and the handles. But he's bigger, obviously. He's stronger. He but he's you know slow plotting. He's almost like a miniature version of the Joker. Not that he's small, but he's smaller than the Joker is. But kind of in that same ilk. I'm not trying to throw the like say oh they're both white and then Larry Bird is white. But I'm just trying to draw a parallel. Joker is not very aesthetically pleasing with the way that he plays. It can be kind of clunky at times, but he's effective. Yeah. And yeah. he's deceptively strong. Yes. You know? And yeah. that, like that's the thing that keeps I keep seeing that more and more. I think that's the thing that I find the most impressive about Doncic is he'll take people to the block. Right. Yeah. There's there's something about these new European players. And I've been saying this for years. When LeBron retires, Luca is going to be the face of the league. And he's a Euro player. But yeah. there's something to those guys and just how their game translates to the NBA, and obviously not all of them do. But right. I mean, recently, he's, a, he's a special case, but still. We got two of the greatest European players ever in the last five years in the league all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to have him out there, to have Giannis on the other, you know, on the mm-hmm. other coast doing his thing, it's and obviously. That, they're they're not the- really on coasts. They're sort of in the same. North, South. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, but when was the other time we had two top five players you can easily make the argument? And it, it's tough when you nitpick, but you can argue at least they are in the mix. Two of the top five players in the NBA are European. I, That's never yeah. been the case. Right? Yeah. Never, yeah, no, it, I, during I Dirk's entire tenure, I mean, and maybe the back, I'd say the last, you know, eight, nine years of his tenure, you can say he was probably like a top five player, but yeah. there was no other European player that was in that same ilk with him. At least once he won in yeah. 2011, right. because there was a lot of doubters, especially after what happened in 07. He went right. to the MVP. They lose in the first rounds with the We Believe Warriors. But yeah. No, it's never happened. It's crazy. It's just so crazy. Uh, kind of so, partly what the NBA probably wants. You want a global so, game. This sort of thing will happen. So where do you it's guys, actually not a bad thing. Where do you guys fall now in terms of the teams left in terms of your rooting interest specifically or what you expect to see, even if you don't have a strong rooting interest? Well, I want the Warriors to lose because uh, I have a bet with my cousins about that. <laughs> okay. A friendly bet. But also because I think they have benefited as much as I say the Phoenix Suns benefited last year on their run to the NBA Finals, and then they got exposed up 2-0 against a healthy team with all their superstars, and it happened again this time with just one superstar. The Warriors, to me, with what happened in 2015, every point guard was out against them, including Kyrie in the Finals and Kevin Love, and then they come back and they blow it up 3-1, and then they have to cry to Kevin Durant to save them from LeBron instead of just redeeming themselves and saying, like, we got to play better. That's all we got to do is play better, and we would have won that series. 
Guys, I, just hold they, them to they 35, me. 10, and 10, and we got another yeah. finals MVP coming. Yeah. That part yeah. I really don't care so much about. It's circumstantial, and it certainly has helped them a lot throughout the years. But just I would just like to see some new blood in there. And if I, I can have... see Luka Doncic in the NBA Finals on the biggest stage, I think it will be amazing. You know, So I'd be all for that. I want the Heat to win because, first of all, I said that they, are, they were a sleeper, which is hard to do when you're a first overall or first seed in the East. But – I didn't see a lot of people picking the Miami Heat to make a deep run in the postseason. I so, really liked them before the season. Some people here. Oh, did. look. We talked about it on this show. I'm not going to call anybody. I'll just say, like, no, oh, call me out. Them. I hate them. <laughs> just I, like, I, I don't, I don't I believe know. in them, and I'm we, hopeful that they'll get their comeuppance. Yeah, and I, you know hate, and I takes, hate the Celtics. So you know that, that goes to without saying. to get me to root for the Celtics? Like, what? it really would, it, it would take a lot. Well, you know like, what? I did want the Celtics to beat the Nets. So I'll say that. Kevin Durant and Kerry Irving are not very likable. I found so myself, that was the only time I've ever actually wanted the Celtics to actively win a playoff series. I don't I don't hate this Celtic squad now outside of Marcus Smart, basically. Oh, and I, I will say, maybe more than Marcus Smart this playoff series, I hate the absurd amount of illegal screens that Al Horford sets that, n- <laughs> that nobody calls. But, but as far as my rooting interest, I definitely would be Celtics over Heat, and then I'm fine with either the Warriors or the Mavs. I, I, get I would the rather hate for the Celtics. Yeah. I would uh, much rather have the Mavs. I know the Warriors have been to the finals enough times. I mean, they played your Cavaliers every single year for a long period of time. I know they've had some quote unquote down years the last couple of years missing the playoffs, but I've seen Steph and those guys on the big stage. I want to see Luka. I'd be happy with either, but the fact that Draymond exists is like, I'm not going to shed any tears if the Warriors. Well, you know what? That's my hate for them has definitely diminished, though, since, you know, since the Raptors beat them, basically. Yeah, you know, I, and I'm definitely not the biggest fan of Draymond Green, so if I can see him not win, that will be advantageous for me. So yeah. that's another reason. That's I'd another okay drop in the Mavs bucket for me. But to me, it's all three teams above the Heat. I would take any one of them, for okay. sure. Because the, the Heat, I think the thing I find the most annoying about the Heat is, I've never liked Kyle Lowry, but also the whole Heat culture thing, where they talk about, you know, oh, yeah. well, this is a friend. It's like, you've just brought in great outside players and had a bunch of success and Good fits, i mean they though. drafted bam that's great they yeah. drafted wade that's great Hero, but to Duncan act Robinson. like well those guys aren't, haven't won a title yet what i'm saying is during that era where they won with lebron and bosh it's like all right you brought in LeBron and Bosch. Good work. When well, you brought in Shaq, good work. But you know. Heat culture then, though. It's been like the last couple of years, like a it's rising been about, tide it's raises been about all three boats. Years. It's, like, it's been about the last yeah. three years or so. I feel like yeah. it's been ever since LeBron left. That was their way yeah. of trying to be like, okay. we're still yeah. a brand. It, you know, just come here for the Heat culture. It wasn't about LeBron. Yeah. You know, that's not why we won two titles. It's I like, do think right. it's somewhat annoying, but it, there is also some truth to it because I do think they bring in those like-minded players. No, you know what players. it is? There's a no-income tax. <laughs> Uh, culture. <laughs> That's what it is. It certainly like, helps. Stop yeah. telling me about the culture of the organization when the reality is it's South Beach and it's no state income. Tax. Yeah, because it's not like they've won consistently the same way. I don't know if you can over the last twenty five years or so. The Zoe, you know, Heat were different than the Shaq and Wade Heat, which were different than the Big Three Heat, which are different than the Heat now. Yeah, you know, I so. agree. But again, the only really consistent winning there. Came during the well, Dwayne Wade era. And the, well, and Wade, with LeBron Wade, and Bosch. Yeah. Like, Wade, even when Wade was by himself, right, that was Shaq, a, yeah. a great team. But it wasn't like some transcendent dynasty until they rolled in that trio Well, and, the, and they brought, by the way, even for that title run, look at the mercenaries they brought in. Yeah, yeah. Shaq and Gary Payton. Patty, Jay and Will, and yo. Jason J. Will and yeah. all these guys that they just cobbled Antoine together. Antoine Walker's fat ass. Antoine Walker <laughs> banking in threes. <laughs> I mean, We're all a little chubby. Talking about. So... <laughs> <laughs> This may be a crazy thought, but I think we have to do it because her name was brought up a lot last night on Twitter. She is the resident Phoenix Suns fan. 
here at AM570, maybe here in Southern California altogether. But Bree Bree, I mean, she's she's in a bad spot right now because she's talked about it more than anyone, how oh, they, they would have beat the Clippers last year, and she's pushed back against the narrative that if other teams were healthy, the Suns wouldn't even have made the finals and had a chance to blow a 2-0 lead. And now you see what happens when they face a, t- a relatively healthy team that I don't think anyone expected to beat them, uh, and they do so in that fashion on Phoenix's home court with all the trash their fans have been talking for a long time. That's like the most epic way to lose a playoff yeah, series. Is. That's the worst way you could possibly lose. There's one thing to get your ass handed to you on the road. That ha- this happens to a lot of teams, but like that, they've been home, I see, a home I, game. I sympathize with her on the – I hate getting sucked into debates on hypotheticals. Mm. Like uh, if so and so are healthy, and it, if this yeah. and oh, if that. well, if we had blah blah blah, because that oh, if Draymond played in game, you know, like right. that whole thing, it's like well, well, it did, he had six and seven. Like I, I don't feel bad. I know, but again, I didn't even want to go down that road because and it's he like, earned it. That's always what right. people do when it's like, okay, well, this this didn't go one hundred percent my way for everything, and they ignore the fact that it doesn't for any team. There's always right. things along the way that didn't happen. But there's been an inordinate amount of things it feels like with the Phoenix Suns last year. It was just so crazy. I, you know what? I'm not totally with you on that okay. because I feel like this is just the culture we live in now where it's like, oh, the Lakers win a title. It's not a good enough title because it was in the bubble. People just find ways to diminish yeah, any success you have, I no agree with that. Everything. Everything's over-scrutinized, yeah. of course. Yeah, because now it's like I, I, I can't help but wonder. I'm like, well, what are, what are they going to tear Luka down with now? Mm-hmm. Like what wasn't – or even Giannis, what we just said earlier in the mm-hmm. podcast. Correct. It's like, well, you didn't do good enough despite the fact that he was a monster this series. The Celtics just were the better team over the course of seven games. Yeah. Like I don't – I don't like uh, I don't I don't like looking at it that way with the the sun stuff where it's like yeah sure could have things happened differently the last couple of years absolutely oh. but but the ones I'd get more fixated on are well you you know we could have had Doncic over Aiton not the individual games that went different ways because players on different squads were hurt or whatever I I guess my thing is it depends on the humility from their fan base. And oh, if well, they're willing to yeah. at least That's accept fair. a little bit of, yeah, we were fortunate. Do you think their fan base is, is that awful, though? As a whole? I think a couple of their players I are. I don't know their fan base that well. Do I, to be honest. Yeah. I know Bree. Bree, Bree. Bree. I've, I've seen, seen some fan tweets. That I know. And well, I thought Bree took the high road guy. last night. <laughs> I didn't even know about this. So was there? A, I could have imagined, but there was a giant Twitter tiff. No, Did you guys really? go after I each thought other she again? was like, oh, I don't can't defend this. I didn't feel like she Did was she? trying to okay. drag out. And I felt like uh, Eric was trying to, you know. Oh, the Duke? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stir things up. But, but I, take out the sword. Her, I thought probably because it was such a massive blowout that she just took it on the chin. Like, she didn't try to just, defend but, it. Yeah, it's like, she what also can you said, say? like, last year had nothing to do with this year. But it's like, well, no, you've been arguing. I mean, first of all, the team won 64 games. They're supposedly way better than they were last season. They did improve on the margins. I don't think you could just say, well, this has nothing to do with last year after the way she's been talking for two years. I, I probably have just missed a lot of the uh, – if she's been shit talking about the last about year. About that, yeah, because generally speaking, I know, what happened last year has nothing to do with this year. But if you're harping on that to try to compare it to this season, well, the way your team petered out, I mean – yeah, My whole thing is there's enough pain for her to soak in right now anyway. <laughs> that it's like, well, we don't even need to go back to that other one. She has to sit with like a 50-point loss for the next five months. Yeah. Can we call her? Can we at least try? I don't know if she's going to pick up. Yeah, I know working, she's actually. expecting us. We t- typically she do probably call took her. She day off, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's in a coma. She, yeah, yeah. she typically Still gets drunk. a call from us yeah. when her teams lose in epic fashion, like yeah. when the Rams uh, got the benefit of that call against the Saints 
in the championship no. game. She's a huge Saints <laughs> fan as well. We called her last year during the NBA Finals after okay. they lost. So this is tradition in a way. It's it's what we do. We're not just trying to rub it in. No, t- hey, listen, I'm all for it. I'm just saying. We're doing, I, uh, our, we're yeah. doing our part here. This is what the listeners want to hear. She usually swears to free bombs. A lot. Avery, you're on the FNA podcast. How are you? Give me a quick sec. Hi, this is Brianna. Transferring home now. Hi, this is Brianna. How can I help you? <clears throat> well, we're trying to help you. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm walking out of the office. Thank you for your patience. Bob on. Schmidt is she's, with us, she, by the way. It's the NBA in, roundtable. She's still in work mode right now. She's like, please hold. As soon as she gets out of there, she's laughing. Like, she's like, F you and your mother. No, that's what else is coming next. All righty. I'm getting into, I have a little pod over here in the WeWork area. All righty, you guys. Wow. Are you kidding already? I didn't even get like a fucking day to simmer or reflect or kind of get my shit together. I get a call like less than 12 hours later. And this is the reason we wanted to get into it while the wound was still fresh because you're already swearing with us. So, Bria. The question all the listeners want to know is, have you been humbled at all? All the listeners? <laughs> I think that's a, excuse me. I'm going I'm to I'm go back. The question that Adam would like to know I, is, I, have you been humbled? I crowdsourced this. Are you fucking kidding me? Talking about being humbled? That's the question? Like, you don't think the Suns fans are just as, like, shocked? At, well, I guess and nobody's shocked, right? Only Suns fans and, like, Suns players are shocked with how shitty they looked. That's bullshit. If you want to focus on last year, Adam, go write in your fucking journal and move on from that side. But this year was completely separate. So I hope that's Wait, 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 wait. Discuss. Bree. Bree. This wasn't a continuation the way you've talked about it all season long of last year. <laughs> they weren't building off of last year. They weren't going to learn from last year. Come on. This is connected to last year. Am I wrong? Well, it sucks because it's the same. It's the same personnel, so it's like it's hard to kind of like discredit that part mm. of like. But I'm not talking about being it being a fluke, though. That's my issue with it. You don't it. think this proves last year was a fluke at all? They ran into a team in the Mavericks who had Luka Doncic. They had their stars, and they beat you. Bob, when you what's up your opinion on this? I'm over. Oh, I already, I've heard Adam's take like so many fucking I, times. I, I, I kind of went I opposite. Even. I kind of went opposite Adam. I I think everything's you know. I I just don't like the whole. Oh, well, if we had these guys or these guys angle, because literally it diminishes every accomplishment that anyone ever achieves. Yeah, for me, a fluke would have been they won 48 games and snuck into the playoffs and, like, you know, that's... But wait a second, Kevin. You said the Lakers would have beat them if they were healthy last year. I do agree. I do believe that. I do believe that, yes. But again... We that, said it. That's... Yeah, that, that's it's one thing to say that. It's another to be like, well, they weren't healthy. And if you look at the Lakers roster, can we really act like it's an anomaly that they weren't healthy? That's like a regular occurrence with them. So to fix it, it's like the whole Draymond kick the guy in the dick thing. Right. It's like, oh, well, if he wasn't suspended. These How nuts. many times has he kicked somebody in the balls or made a cheap shot? It's like we can't act like that's a deflector for what actually happened because I, the, the history shows us it's going to happen. But it doesn't make it impressive to me that you're beating teams without superstars. And then you're like, no, this is totally legit. Who the fu- that's last year, though. I'm talking about this year. Can we focus on this year what just happened? 
Who cares about last year? Well, they you, won 64 games this year. That has nothing to do with injuries and shit. Who cares about Jamal Murray being out this year and Kawhi being out this year? The Clippers still overperformed for what they had. So you don't think the fact that the two times they faced teams healthy in the last two playoff runs and they lost has anything to do with one? You don't think there's correlation there? No, I think they got cocky, and I think the Pelicans and the Mavericks just overperformed way better than the, and they showed up better than the Suns did. I think the Suns got cocky. I think the Suns were tired. I've, uh, there's so many things you can look back on and be like, okay, load management could have been an issue. Chris Paul is so fucking old, and this was my issue with him even coming to the Suns, and I, and I, I will say drank this. the Kool-Aid. You did say that when they uh, first traded for him. This is a fact. Yes, and I drank the Kool-Aid. I was so excited. I was like, you know what? I have a fucking chance. We have a chance. Everything's fine. Blah, 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 blah. And then I just turned around. Just always go with your gut. This is a life lesson. Now, go where do you Fall on ultimate glue guy, Jay Crowder, Bree. Oh <laughs> I, I noticed. Of you. Yeah, I noticed last night he wasn't able to pull everyone together to overcome the adversity. You know, you know what? Mikael Bridges wasn't able to pull everyone together. Cam Johnson looked like a fucking Bambi. I'm DeAndre Ayton. Oh my God. What do you think he happens with that, Bree? We have like, do you? Oh I mean, I'm sure God. you saw that he he didn't comment post game. And going Is it internal zone. enough that Bree can't talk about it either? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I just uh, it's like some guys just have it and some guys just don't. I think Chris Paul is trying so hard to get it out of him and be like, hey man, you can do this and you can be this and you can do this. But if Chris Paul isn't going to play and actually show up, why? If I'm DeAndre Eight and I'm going to look at that and be like, well, what the fuck? Why aren't you showing up? Why the fuck should I show up? If I'm, you know, a millennial, like, asshole, like, Aiton, no offense, but, like, in a sense of, like, I'm good, I'm solid, but I can just get my stats and play on fucking Indiana next year, and who cares, you know? I mean, I don't know if that, what heart he has in it. Move it over, Jalen Smith. <laughs> no offense Move to yourself right there as a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just, I, you know, I, I'm like, I, like there's a scene in Fever Pitch, and I, I'm like, I hope I'm not rambling, but like there's a scene in Fever Pitch where Jimmy Fallon and his friends are super depressed, and like Johnny Damon and a few other guys walk in and they're having dinner, and it's just, I mean, it's a regular season game, and more might have been postseason, I don't remember, but they're like the fans are super depressed, but like the players are fucking millionaires and they're gonna go home, and I, I had to like really reflect. This year is the first time I reflected on like perspective. Like I'm to bitch and cry and bitch and moan, but I'm like. I don't even have a house with air conditioning and all these fuckers have like million dollar houses with air conditioning. And it's just like, Oh my God, what the fuck am I being sad about? But I'm fucking sad. I mean, I'm a loser, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I stuffed all over that. Damn it. That's why we called. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Brie, does it make it any easier that it was such a drubbing? Like, I mean, I got to assume this is better than I agree. I use myself as an example there because I, when, when the Raiders made the Super Bowl in 2002 in San Diego, and i so thankful that I did not spend my savings at the time, which was not much, to go to San Diego for that Super Bowl. They got their asses kicked by the Buccaneers. And I've always told myself I'd rather lose that way than lose the way they lost, say, against the Patriots the year before in the Tuck Rule. Like the Panthers versus yeah. the Patriots. I'd much rather get my ass Heartbreaking. kicked. Heartbreaking. Ron Artest, 2010. Kind of lost. Yeah. That was the Kobe Airball Artest layup when the yeah. Suns and Lakers played yeah. in the uh, conference finals. Yes. I cried. I was hysterically crying, and my Facebook was being blown up with a bunch of Laker fans writing on my wall about how the Suns were like just 
stupid and you, you're a Suns fan. What the fuck? Oh my god, it was that was that was the Western Conference Finals, right? It was, that was before they went on to play Boston. Correct. Oh, yeah. you didn't cry oh. yesterday. I did not. Because you're they almost just in a rip the bandaid off. Yeah, it's almost like you're in a state of shock. You can't even cry. It's like, damn, really. I was like, what the fuck happened? I feel like exactly. I need Botox because my eyes are like, my, my whole, like, uh, my forehead is just scrunched up and like, what the fuck happened? Like, what the fuck happened? That was like not the same team. I just don't know. I just don't know. It's just flabbergasted. You know, you live in the right area, so there's a lot of doctors that can help you with that. Debbie, I- if you, need it, you know what I mean? Last one for me. I got a hydration yesterday. There I did go. get some needle pop. Is that a colonoscopy? Uh, or a <sighs> rinse thing? Yeah. Uh, is Dr. Adam over here. No wonder your show got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I just play one. Uh, is the window closed, mm. Bree? Are you that down? No. Hey, how is Booker? How are Booker and Aiden going to get over a loss like this, though? I know CB3 is almost done. It's like it's a matter of their fucking like legacy now. That's what, like what like bothers me. I'm like, you guys have to like rewrite that you have to actually go out and like prove yourselves and do better and fucking rewrite that whole legacy and just change it that like narrative of like oh wow the suns are going to just blow every 2-0 opportunity you know especially chris paul which sucks because like there's five of those right five 2-0 leads that he's blown yeah adam did a good job of the concept yeah adam did a good job of running down a couple of so basically the clippers ones don't count no (laughs) if he's not playing and they're up (laughs) 2-0 Okay. How can you count that against him? He and Blake were out the rest of the series. He was still part of the team. I don't care. But like, yeah. So I just like, I don't know. I just hope. I just is. hope that they they have enough time that they're young that they they can rewrite that. That there can be like a whole new. They can. Well, most of them are. Everybody except Chris. You know, Booker and Aiden yeah. are twenty five and twenty three. Yeah. Now you're assuming Aiden stays. There was a contract issue before the season started that hasn't been resolved, and then last night ends the way that it ends. Who knows? But I know Robert Sarver, the uh, the one who does not have the deepest pockets, or at least operates like he doesn't, did say that he planned on spending whatever was necessary for to keep all the stars together. I so think we'll they're going to get Aiden at a discount because, again, I think teams are going to be scared that they're going to match and they won't offer nearly what – I mean, I mean, I guess somebody could throw a full max at him, but I don't expect it. Yeah. Bree, uh, I'm sorry, uh, again, what happened to your sons. But, uh, hey, football <laughs> football season still only a few months away, right? So they got the yeah, same – Yeah, coming You back. and Jameis, right? Oh my god, I don't even want to think about that right now. You see the Drew Brees? I, I can't deal with traveling. Yeah. Hey, I well, Drew, yeah, he's not I working could... at NBC anymore. Maybe he can come back to the Saints. Uh, anyways, this has been a really great conversation. Um, there is definitely a therapeutic, Bob. I think you made it a little more fun for me. Probably would have hurt a little bit more if you weren't Just, there. Bob, so can you leave? You. So it hurts more. <laughs> <laughs> Bree, thank you for stepping away from uh, from your job for so we can. Uh, I mean, basically, I hope have, that person still basically have, have Adam try to make fun of you. Basically, is what this was. No, so. I just want answers. Yeah, I hope he. I hope he feels really good about that. So I oh, hope he's, he, uh, he's smiling. He's from, smiling. Yeah, yeah. looks I, like Luca I in the post game presser right now. <laughs> I'm Luca staring at Devin Booker. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Bree. Okay, have a good day, guys. All right, Bye. you too. We'll talk to you. Well done. Yes. All right. And Bob, thank you for coming in too, by the way. Yeah, brother. of course, man. We ran out of time. We'll get to geek news later in the week. We'll get to your talk as hotline phone yep. calls. Maybe you can react to what Bree just said. <laughs> I know Eric Sklar, the Duke of Sports, was not holding back on Twitter. I'm not surprised. Now he did wait till the buzzer sounded. And it does take some balls as a Laker fan to take talk trash to anybody I about know. anything right now. Especially but. going into the summer. I was thinking that when I was reading the tweets, I'm like 
who's who's gonna have a worse summer? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Is it gonna be Lakers fans or yeah. Suns fans? I hear I read Sam Amick this morning saying like, oh, the Lakers are asking their candidates, uh, Russell Westbrook, how would you use him? Basically alluding to the fact that they're probably not trading him. Yeah. So have fun with that, Eric. Well, thanks again, Bob. Yes, thank you guys. At Voice Bob on Twitter is where you can find him, where he never tweets. Sorry to the listeners, we took a week off. It's my fault. Yes. It had nothing to do with Kevin's wedding. Stuff comes Congrats up, it's again. All right. Thank you. What an amazing day. I appreciate it. Yeah. Perfect. Speaking of the fun. suns, the sun coming out <laughs> at the perfect time yeah. during the ceremony. That was just. That was amazing. Yeah. That was as fortuitous as the Suns getting all those injuries <laughs> on their go. way to the finals. <laughs> well, thank you both uh, for, for coming. It was, it was a fun time. I'm glad you guys both enjoyed yourselves. So I appreciate the both of you. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As Adam mentioned, at Follow Adam A on Twitter, at KFig1 on Twitter, at FNA Show, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We will be back later this week with another edition of the FNA Podcast. We'll get to your voicemails and some geek news then. Take it easy. Show glasses, show glasses, show glasses. Now you've had enough. Bitch. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.